Welcome in to another edition of After the Snap. On this week's episode, producer Chris steps in for Blake as he is out on a mission trip to Peru. Chris and I will be chatting about the Stanley Cup final, the new Live Golf Tournament, and we also answer some Twitter questions from some fans. Let's get into it. Every snap is an interview. After the snap. What a snap. And keep your mouth shut, 50! I lead by example. With Blake and Reed Ferguson. Discussing life in, out, and after football. To be able to leave walking away with a degree and a championship, uh, it couldn't be any better. Yeah! Well, you can take this boy out the real south on a bunch, can't take the real south out of my voice. And now here we go again, twist a little bit of teeth because you got thick skin. All right, so Chris, it's been, I don't, I don't actually remember the last time we did this. I think it was maybe March Madness when Blake was uh, unavailable and you filled in for him. Is that correct? Yeah, that's probably my first, also first time on camera since you guys have been uploading to YallTube. That's right, that's right. First time on camera. Um, you look great. Fresh haircut. Um, Not really. I'm getting my haircut on Friday. Your blue shirt is popping uh, with the background. The Stanley Cup final tonight. Game one, Colorado Avalanche and Tampa Bay Lightning. I uh, wanted to get your thoughts on that. I know you told me the puck drop is at 8.10. Is that correct? Yeah, just eight. just a little bit after 8 o'clock. Because you would text me, let's do Wednesday. And then it was, oh, shoot, game one is Wednesday. I'd like to watch some of it. So I text you, the earlier the better. Game one is tonight, 8 o'clock. Puck drop will be shortly after. Tampa Bay, oh, this is what I'll do for the listeners. I will relate things in a football manner because you have Colorado and Tampa Bay, which is this series, I believe, is going to be the equivalent to the final two minutes of Kansas City and Buffalo. I think it's going to be oh. high scoring because Colorado, seven goal scorers over 20 goals this season. They can spread okay. the puck around. They can put the puck in the net against Andre Vasilevsky, who is the Aaron Donald of the NHL. This guy is an absolute... As a goalie? Yeah, he's an absolute stud. I want to say in cl- he's only 28, I believe, 28, 29. In closeout games to end a series, he has like six shutouts. The dude is absolutely incredible when it comes to clutch series-clinching games. Uh, admittedly... I don't watch a lot of uh, a lot of uh, I was gonna say soccer, a lot of hockey. You do watch a lot of soccer. If I don't this, watch a lot of hockey, if the most this, I ever watched was when I lived with you. Yes, if this this is a series. If you're like I don't know if I want to if I can try to get into hockey. If you want to get into hockey, this is gonna be the series. Okay, both well, teams I'm glad you said that because I I usually always watch the final the Stanley Cup final. I usually I don't watch the whole thing. I but I will. Like a lot of people are the same way about NBA. They'll usually tune into the playoffs. I am like that with hockey. I will usually tune in towards the end because playoff hockey is one of the most electric atmospheres, I believe. Never been to a game, but watching it on TV, I think is one of the most electric atmospheres that you can have for a sports game. Uh, so I'm glad you said that because I, I'll definitely be tuning in tonight for, for game one. Uh, and then, and then going forward, I wanted to get your thoughts on. I don't know how how much you follow like the uh, the betting odds and stuff. Oh yeah, uh, Colorado is a minus one seventy five favorite to win the Stanley Cup. 
that's before game one. What are your thoughts? Do you do you or do you think the Avs should be favored? No, absolutely not. Same thing in Tampa because this is Tampa's third third Stanley Cup appearance in a row. Is that correct? Yes. Do you know when the last time a team went to three Stanley Cups in a row? Any uh, guesses? You're asking me, so I feel like uh, it's got to be something tied to Buffalo. No. Okay. No. Do you know the last the last time? Thrashers? No. Oh God. Okay. No. Thrashers never won a playoff game. Do you know oh. the last the last year that there was a team in that had gone three years in a row? What year that was? Uh, seventy something. Eighty three, eighty four, eighty five. Edmonton Oilers. Okay. It's been forty close. years. Is that uh, Wayne? Is that that was not Wayne Gretzky? Yeah, it was. They, uh, yeah, they had, I believe they played the Islanders in 83, lost to them, played the Islanders again the following year, beat them, and then the following year beat the Flyers in the finals. So this, a lot of people with surrounding Tampa Bay being there three years in a row under the COVID restrictions that have been around sports, we're in like a flat salary cap era with hockey. Like, the cap next year is only going up a million dollars because of COVID. Also, last year, the playoff format was uh, kind of divided because unlike the NBA, the NHL has seven franchises in Canada, so they had a Canadian division for all of the season, and then uh, once they got to the playoffs, it was Montreal who lost to Tampa Bay in the final last year. Under normal playoff circumstances... From last year, if it was normal, Montreal would have missed the playoffs, and they ended up going to the Stanley Cup based on the Canadian they division. The Canadian, the Canadian division, yeah, interesting. And then interesting. they won the uh, they beat Dallas in uh, twenty inside the bubble, and also another thing that again people don't like Tampa is the cap situation. If you have an injury. On your team, you can put that player on LTIR, long-term injured reserve, and their cap hit is removed from the books. And then when you get to the playoffs, there's no cap limit. So they had Nikita Kucherov, who was injured, I think it was last year or the Dallas year, I can't remember which one, but he was injured. He was out all year and then came back for game one of the playoffs. And they could do that because... There was no salary cap for the playoffs. That that that's interesting. That checks that out, seems right? Like a lo- that's a, that, that seems like a loophole. It, it yeah, it is a it is a loophole. But that's one of the reasons why a lot of people don't like. I mean, I don't like Tampa Bay, but I mean, I just from the historical standpoint that nobody's been to a Stanley Cup three years in a row in almost forty years. This Stanley Cup final is going to be phenomenal and. Just like in football, defense wins championships. That's why I would go with Tampa Bay to win this thing because they have Vasilevsky. And as of right now, Colorado is playing their backup goaltender. What about Vasilevsky from your experience playing hockey? Like what puts him a step above? He as, Is he bigger? No, it's is he more agile? He is very agile. You should watch him do splits. He's very agile, and he's just, it's almost like a pitcher in baseball. Where you know, seventh inning, there's you got a no hitter going. 
the rest of the team is just staying away from the pitcher, like let him be yep. in a, live in his own world. Similar to hockey, that you want to leave goaltenders when they're, you know, pitching a shutout in the third. You know, you don't want to get them uh, too riled up. Let them do their own thing. But he just, when it comes to clutch and the, you know, this game we win the Stanley Cup, he just shuts it down and is amazing. But Colorado also has the stones on offense to put the puck in the net. If they want to, they could drop four or five on Tampa Bay. And that's what they're going to need to do to, if they want to win this series, is they're going to have to outscore Tampa Bay because Colorado's goaltending is not very good. Okay, so just to round off the Stanley Cup um, discussion, you are, I'm assuming, safe to say you're picking Tampa to win. Yes. And six? I, I'm going to, I will say Tampa in six based on the playoff schedule and that I will be able to watch that game six in its entirety. Another thing I wanted to get um, your thoughts on, and it's been a pretty hot topic, actually watched uh, for the first time with my dad last weekend. But this live golf, L-I-V, this live golf deal, are you, you, how familiar are you with it? I'm very familiar with it. I, one of my podcasts I listen to on a daily basis, TSN Overdrive in Canada, two of the people on the show are very into golf. So I have uh, been keeping up with the live golf tournament. It's all the talk so far this week at the U.S. Open is all the reporters are asking all the golfers about the live. The live golf. I mean that they had the panel up there at the, at the U.S. Open at the course, um, and it was, that was literally all they could talk about was this live. You know the 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 obviously people on both sides, people that are watching the live golf may or may not be supporting it. This whole deal of sports washing, which I kind of learned about through the country of Saudi Arabia, the 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 country fund if you will yeah uh, basically the richest you know they they the richest fund in the world whatever you want to call it uh they bought newcastle united in the, the you know a couple months ago uh they're in the premier league they were in the relegation zone to go down to the championship bought some players in january hired a new manager and you know they they put they started putting some money into the team and and they did they ended up doing okay and they finished like middle of the table. A lot of Premier League fans, a lot of Newcastle fans, were not very not very happy. Kind of felt hard pressed in their fandom to continue supporting a team that is now owned by a country that that does these terrible things to human beings don't support the same human rights that other countries do around the world. Where do you kind of stand on, on the whole issue? What, what side are you on? Well, it's funny that I know it's a tough question, but well, it's, I think it's funny that all the sports media is on these golfers for the live because it's a Saudi backed league, but you know, we're going to keep our mouth shut with the NBA in China you know, Dustin. I, I'm du- with you. Dustin Johnson came out this week because, for those that don't know about the U.S. Open, it's a USGA event. It's not put on by the PGA, so people in the live tournament can 
play in the U.S. Open. And Dustin Johnson was was asked about playing in the Live, and he was like, "I don't want to play golf forever." Like that's yeah, the kind yeah, of yeah. the kind of answer I want to hear. You just own up. You're in it for the money. He was paid like 150 million to play in the Live. I get it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, when I was jotting down uh, some of my notes, um, I wanted to look up some of the payouts for the Live Golf Tournament versus the PGA Tour. It's um, insane. I, know it's, I, I think know, it's Schwartzel, it's Schwartzel won what one point four million for the first no, Live. Four million. Four million. Four million for winning the Live uh, Golf London Tournament, uh, which I believe was last weekend. Charles Schwartzel, first place, got four million. Duplessis finished second. Uh, his name's Henny Duplessis. Don't quote me on that pronunciation. Finished second, got two point uh, two and a little less than a quarter, two and a quarter million dollars. The two guys were tied for third. Each got a million and a half. That's insane. We're talking about the people that run these tournaments. This live golf. They don't care about. A PL sheet. Here's some money. Come play for us. Quit playing for the quit playing for the PGA. Do you know how much Tiger is, is basically how it looks. Do you know how much Tiger got offered? I I know I didn't see. Nine hundred million. I, I believe that. I believe every every bit of that. And he turned it down. That's tough. Well he's made a lot of money. You also factor in his contract with Nike. And he probably has a lifetime deal with Nike, so over the course of that contract, he'll probably get there, just not as quick as if he took the live money. In comparison with what I just talked about, the $4 million for first place, 2.125 for second, one and a half for the two third-place guys, compared to some of the biggest PGA payouts, and this is in live golf, I think there's only a, there's, there's a small number of events throughout the year, there's teams, shotgun start, the whole nine yards. It's been talked about uh, a, a lot over the past couple of weeks. But uh, the most lucrative PGA Tour tournament, the Players' Championship, uh, pays out 3.6 to the winner. That's amazing. Schwartzel made more. More than that in just the inaugural live tournament playing one less round so they only do three rounds the masters uh and pga championship are the same payout they were 2.7 million for first place it's insane if if you're a golfer and you're gonna go play live just come out and say hey i'm doing it for the money that's all you got to do i have more respect for you well just be just be honest you're going after it for the money well, the the other thing is, I mean, it, it. I don't want to get too in the weeds. The people, the players, acting high and mighty, while also sporting some brands that operate in countries, Nike per se. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, it's you're kind of it's a double edged sword. Yeah, I get it. But the, the other thing I thought was interesting was the average winner. This is kind of the last thing I'll say about the, the payouts. Uh, just absurd amount of money that's being thrown at these players for the live tournament. 
the average winner for a live golf tournament is $521,000. That is more than double of what I could find, more than double of the average winning of the PGA Tour's highest purse tournaments. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's insane. That- PJ's had no competition forever, so. Anyway, so we'll, we'll, we'll you know, the, the live golf. I just want, I wanted to get, I just wanted to talk about it because that was kind of that. I feel, I, I feel like the news that I've seen, that's been one of the hottest topics yeah. in sports over the last 14 days. Yeah, it is. And it's going to be a topic of conversation all through today. And, well, today being Wednesday, we're recording this on Wednesday. And then once the U.S. Open begins, I think everything will shift focus to the U.S. Open that that is this weekend. Did you happen to see yesterday there was a video that came out of a dude. Apparently, he has a YouTube channel. And when you look at his real picture, he like a picture of the guy, he doesn't actually look like Clay Thompson. Did you see? Did, did you see? Do you know the video I'm talking about? I have not seen the video. I have heard about a gentleman walking on the court during shoot arounds, getting through like five layers of security. Yes, and joining he, the shoot around. I'll repost the video from the uh, podcast account. But this dude it has basically—I I think he's done it before. But this recent video he just posted was of his most recent attempt to bypass the Chase Center, I think is what it's called, the Chase Center security, and get onto the court uh, for a little shoot-around by himself. So he ended up he, he, he ended up parking, parking, I guess, in the parking garage, uh, was wearing... The sweatsuit like that a, they wear? A sweatsuit, like a warrior sweatsuit. He had the hoodie up. Go, you know, goatee was shaped. You know, like how how Clay how Clay wears it. Was it an actual uh, it had goatee? Like a, had like a bent, huh? a- actual goatee or like a, a mascara? No, no, no. Drawn. It looked like he. It looked like he because in the picture I saw of him without the Clay Thompson get up on, like on his YouTube channel or something. He had he just had a beard like me, but a little shorter. So it looks like he just like trimmed it to what Clay's fa- facial hair looks like and like dyed it black like Clay Thompson or like really dark like Clay Thompson because this guy's normal facial hair was was like a light brown. So he gets out of his car, go gets out, go starts walking into the arena, goes to, gets through security, hoodie on, bandana on, kind of like covering his forehead. You can kind of only see like this much of his face. Yeah. Like from his chin, you know, like chin to like above his eyebrows. It's a hilarious video. Gets through security, nobody's saying anything to him. He puts, you know, go, gets through as as if any NBA player nowadays wears a wears a, a team jumpsuit to the arena, right? That's like that. That should have been their first like alarm bell. Yeah, and comes through the stands. Huh? And comes through the stands. Right. No, he no, he came down through. I think he came through the parking lot. Really? Like he came like out of because like, he because he because he came from underneath. Like the security he went through was like the player security. And he like went through. He was like in the back hallways, like where we go for like away games and football oh. stadiums. We're like underneath. That's where he was, and he was carrying a cam. He had a camera guy with him the whole time. 
That makes it even more realistic. Like what person? Unbelievable. I mean, he got all the way to the court. He he made his way out onto the court and was shooting jumpers on the court. Yeah, I would. I would in the same getup. I couldn't believe it. I would. I would believe it. I mean, all of you athletes have you know, it's the day and age where you have your own brand. So, if I'm a security guard and I see somebody that looks like Clay Thompson and has his own camera crew, I wouldn't think twice about it. I would think that that's perfectly normal that Clay Thompson has his own camera guy. Oh my goodness. The dude had no credentials. So he so okay, so in the video he stops stops the shoot around and then starts walking off the court and some lady actually like finally asked him like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop there." Do you have any? Do you have any credentials, like any player credentials or anything? And that's when they they I think somebody like recognized him. He actually took a picture with a fan. I don't. I think the fan knew who he was, like the fake guy. He got escorted out of the arena. They banned him from games. I think for life. And then the funny part to me, so like obviously with the camera guy, he's doing this all for show. Right. It's all it's all for some sort of publicity. He tweets out the YouTube link, you know, with the tagline like full episode breaking into the chase center and then proceeds to tweet after that, that he's having like news channels and stuff like reach out to him for comments and like interviews and stuff. And he's like, no, I'm not doing it for the publicity Blah 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 blah, and it's just it's like he's so full of BS. Like that's full. He's full of crap. Well, I already spent like ten. Was it ten grand? Yeah, Boy, I think on 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 tickets to the game. Spent ten grand, and then he doesn't even get to go, and he's banned. Banned for life. Super interesting. I mean, like Chase Center got to re up their security. Yeah. First of all, considering it was uh they're 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 in the NBA Finals. All right, so last thing, I wish we had Drew on because I know how much of a baseball fan he is. Hey, you, you know I bought the baseball package. At, I know you did. At half I know off. you did. You, you told know what me. I, you know what I watched last night? I watched oh. some of the Blue Jays. Okay. So I guess they figured out that Buffalo is not a home market of Toronto because it's in different countries. Interesting. Yes. Uh, see, I haven't even tried to watch a Blue Jays game because we used to get blocked out. Nope. So I don't. I don't even click on them anymore. If you because live, I, I know I'm like you live can't. in Buffalo, you can watch the Blue Jays on MLB.tv now. No blackouts. That's clutch. I'll, I'll I'll have to remember that. The, I just wanted to uh, like blurb it out there because uh, obviously everybody knows I'm a huge Yankees fan. The Yankees are demolishing everybody they're in first place crushing it they lead the league i think they have the best record in baseball juice balls are back they had a game uh, a couple days ago where they played the cubs uh, the cubs on uh, it was on saturday cubs had just brought this guy up and he the, the yankees hit six or seven solo homers just mashing the baseball so super fun to watch Baseball is fun again. The ratings are through the roof. 
I think we're going to try and catch as much as I hate, hate giving my money to the Houston Astros organization. Uh, when we're home for summer, I think we're going to try and hit a game. I don't, the Yankees are not in town while we're down there, but got to hit a summer baseball game because I haven't been to a baseball game in a while. Yeah, I am going to Kansas City in three weeks, and I'm leaving to come back to Buffalo. I'm driving. I'm leaving to come back to Buffalo on the 9th, like early in the morning, and the Royals only have one home game while I'm there Friday the 8th at 8.10. You got to go. But my brother lives uh, over an hour away from the stadium. That's nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, I got to get up early and come back. We'll go for the go for the first five. Buy a cheap ticket. They suck this year. I don't. I'm one of those. You could probably get in for twenty bucks. I'm one of those guys. Like I can't do. I can't do bleeds. For like no, any, just for get anything. just get in the game and sit wherever you want. Is that how it works in Kansas City? Because they're awful. Well, I'm just saying there nobody's there. They're <laughs> terrible. I think they're the worst team in the league, or or dang near it. It, 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 there's not going to be anybody there. Who are they playing? You said Cleveland Indians. Well, they're they're doing okay, but they're not probably not going to travel a ton of fans. So I, you should spend the twenty bucks. I was supposed to go there um, in the let's see when was I supposed to go through Kansas City? I was supposed to go through Kansas City the spring driving up, but I uh, some didn't make it happen. Just to finish off the episode. Had, some, had a couple of fun Twitter questions, um, Chris, that I want to get your your thoughts on. First one, and I, I, I'm, this was probably mostly for me since I tweeted out the question. Who do you think the Yankees need to acquire now to potentially fill in any gap later in the season uh, to help continue this historic pace? I think that they are – so two things. Has it got to be um, pitching? I, no, it's not going to be pitching. Their pitching has been spectacular this season. Two things, and this comes from a little bit of the preseason stuff that was going on with Judge. Obviously, he declined the contract. We talked about it a bunch on the podcast. Uh, he declined the $225 million offer from the Yankees. That was a contract primarily signing him to play in right field. He has now played a good amount of uh, games this season in center field, which is a more valuable position, and he's performing at a at a MVP pace. But when he's not playing center field, Aaron Hicks has been the center fielder, and he is batting like 180 this year. Like has been so bad, it's super extremely frustrating. So, you guys so I think if they add depth. Add a center fielder. They have plenty of corner outfielders. They're lacking uh, center field depth. Uh, so I think if they can add a center field bat, I'm thinking Cattell Marte from the Arizona Diamondbacks. He is a second baseman by trade. Uh, second base, I think he plays some shortstop, uh, but can play center field. I, I think he's been playing center field for the Diamondbacks. Could be, and he's a, he's a great player at his peak. So Cattell Marte. I think that was my guy, Drew, uh, who who asked that question. Um, okay, Chris, this one's for you. If you could have dinner with three people, alive or dead, who would it be and why? Three people? Uh, well, I, for start- let's go. Let's go. Uh, 
Let's go one person uh, dead or alive. Uh, one person. <laughs> when I met one person alive, one person dead. When I met my uh, girlfriend, this was the question I asked her on the dating app Hinge. If you could have dinner with anybody, who would it be? I said Robert Kelly. She thought I meant R. Kelly, but it's Robert Kelly, comedian, Bob podcaster, Kelly. Bob Kelly. You've seen him. Yes. You've been to his show. Yes. I, I've told you to go see him. I've seen him, I think, seven times. Yep. He got me into podcasting, and best comedian I've ever seen. Hilarious. It'd be him for alive. And then for somebody that's no longer with us, I'd probably keep it in the comedy world, maybe a George Carlin or a Bill Hicks. This was, now that you brought the, the comedy aspect of it, Blake and I are noted fans of Tom Segura. Yes. So I feel like Tom would be a hilarious person uh, to grab dinner with. I know Blake will enjoy hearing me say that. Somebody who is not with us, that's actually a great question. Golly. Steinbrenner? Um, probably not. I'm thinking, I don't even know, bro. I feel like I would want to have dinner with Babe Ruth. That'd be good. To see how different the game is now versus back then. Even though we kind of know. Okay, and then last question. Like the Clay Thompson lookalike, there are lots of Reed Ferguson doppelgangers out there, uh, but who do you get told you look like the most? Mitch Morse is definitely top of the list. Uh, for those who don't know, Mitch is number 60 for the Bills. He plays center for us. Uh, he outweighs me by about um, 80 pounds. He's much bigger, but we have the same haircut, and he's got a little bit bigger beard than me. Uh, so Mitch Morse, I actually, I was at an FCA uh, event um, a few days ago, and somebody thought I was Josh Allen. Pretty impressive. Yeah, I look like Bronson Pinchot, Balky Bartokamus from Perfect Strangers. Anybody that watched TV in the 80s would know that. Look it up. Uh, we'll, we'll have to post a picture of that on the podcast account. But that is it for the episode. Thank you to uh, everyone who has joined us today. Um, Chris, I had a blast recording with you. I need to kick Blake off more often. Yeah. This has been a great time. If you want to follow us on social at After the Snap Pod, Twitter and Instagram, and Blake does TikTok. This has been After the Snap, tales from two brothers who live life upside down.